Well, hey, everybody, this is Chad Jordan from Sport Clips. This is another edition of our Hall of Fame podcast. And um, this is going to be part of our Haircuts with Heart series, in which we look at a couple of the causes uh, and partners that Sport Clips supports. One of our favorites, of course, is St. Baldrick's Foundation, which uh, is all about childhood cancer research and getting funding, funding for it. Uh, we've had a number of podcast guests uh, featured uh, with uh, St. Baldrick's Foundation. We've, we've interviewed uh, Kathleen Ruddy, the CEO. We've had a couple cancer uh, survivors. We've had the mother, Robin Raphael, from St. Baldrick's, a mother of a, of a, young, uh, of a young boy who died of cancer. And uh, very passionate about this cause. Uh, Sport Clips was the first national partner with St. Baldrick's Foundations, and we pledged a million dollars back in 2016 over a three-year period. We fulfilled that and then have re-upped and done it again. So very, uh, very pleased with our partnership and with the work that they're doing. Many of our stylists across the country participate in Brave the Shave events where they'll, where they'll go, and they'll be on stages and in rooms of screaming people cheering the, the, the shavees on. Uh, stores around the country do raffles. They do all sorts of fundraising efforts for St. Baldrick's. So Sport Clips and St. Baldrick's go together uh, like a hand in glove. So I wanted to put uh, a face and a voice to St. Baldrick's Foundation uh, to the podcast. So I'm very pleased today. I'm going to go ahead and have my guest introduce herself, what her role is at St. Baldrick's, and we're going to get into kind of some of the, uh, the details of what the foundation does. Chad, thanks for having me. I'm Jane Hoppen. Um, my official title is I'm the Director of Family Relations okay. for the St. Baldrick's Foundation. I just celebrated my 13th anniversary with St. Baldrick's. Wow. So, how long has St. Baldrick's been around? How long? Well, our, the foundation became an independent foundation in 2005. Okay. So I joined in wow. 2006. Yeah. Um, I was staff member number seven, mm-hmm. which is hard to believe. Yeah. Um, lucky seven, man. You, you're, that was a good you're number, lucky right? Yeah. Um, and June 19th was my anniversary. So very not cool. too long ago. So very well, you've seen, I know you've seen a lot in your 13 years, a lot of progress. Uh, you've influenced a lot of it, obviously. Um, can, can you give me uh, a rundown on what uh, you had a fancy job title, fam- Director of Family Relations. Get, can you give me an explanation of what that role does, what, what you do at uh, St. Baldrick's? Sure. Well, I'm not much of a title person. Mm-hmm. Okay, to great. Be we'll throw that out. Um, but um, I think I have the best job at the foundation. Oh, okay. Personally, mm-hmm. um, I get to work with a great team of people that um, get to interact and support kids with cancer mm-hmm. and their families mm-hmm. on a daily basis. That's what we do in a nutshell. Um, welcome them, encourage them to tell their story so that we can share their story to inspire other people to, to get involved. Are these kids and families that have um, been diagnosed and are already involved in a St. Baldrick's event, or you are aware that they've been diagnosed and you reach out to them? How does that work? So it kind of runs the gamut, really. Okay. Um, we have not quite 6,000 active honored kids and families that okay. are registered on the website, mm-hmm. have a, a site that where they can you know showcase their story in a nutshell, mm-hmm. photos, videos, and also what I think is really cool is show where other um, events and participants, teams, fundraisers can honor them, right. can link back and, and forth. An and an honored kid, what qualifies uh, someone to be an honored kid? That they are a child of cancer. Okay. 
whether they are living, whether they are deceased, whether they are in treatment, whether they are an adult now and they mm-hmm. were in treatment decades ago, mm-hmm. they are still an honored okay. kid. Yeah, and uh, honored kids with honored families. Uh, that's any family member that uh, absolutely is part of uh, that network. I mean, this isn't <clears throat> you know, there's a child who has cancer and is going through treatment, but it impacts the entire family, mm-hmm. siblings, parents, extended family, yep. um, and certainly want to make sure we recognize that as well. So uh, then, can you walk me through uh, what a typical um, not, not, not a typical day, but how the process gets initiated, um, what, what kind of support that you're providing, kind of those details? Sure, absolutely. So people register their kids on our website mm-hmm. to be an honor kid. Obviously, you have to go through the process of kind of setting up basic information. Um, and certainly want to make sure they sign a release that it's okay that we share that information. Yeah. But they hear about it through a variety of ways. A lot of it is my neighbor shaving his or her head Mm -hmm. in honor of my child, Mm -hmm. and they want me to sign my kid up. Um, So let me learn more about what you do. Um, And we also um, help with the Children's Oncology Group, which is uh, the largest group of more than 230 institutions that treats 90, 95% of kids with cancer Mm -hmm. in the U.S. We provide their patient handbook that goes out to every newly diagnosed family. Um, at the hospital, and there's information about St. Baldrick's there. Hear about it, they're like, oh, my kid is, you're thrown into this world. You're trying to figure out what in the world is going on. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, this is something that I want to do, want to get involved. I was talking with a family not too long ago out in Colorado, and I said, how did you hear about it? And they said, well, our daughter was recently diagnosed, Mm -hmm. and obviously we were trying to figure out how to get from point A to point B every day. And they said, hey, just want to give you a heads up. You're probably going to start to see a lot of people who had hair, who no longer have hair, walking yeah. around the hospital. Let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. And they said, this is St. Baldrick's. This is something that this they support us um, as an institution. Um, and So actual staff members? Staff members, and, wow. doctors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I need to look into that. Yeah. Um, so sometimes come to us that way um, through connections with their doctors, which is certainly incredibly meaningful as well. Yeah. Um, or they just hear about it. You know, maybe they don't have someone they know who's shaving or participating in an event, and but they see one nearby, and they mm-hmm. think, I want to look into this. You know, I've been with the foundation since 2006, but I started as a volunteer in 2004. Okay. Um, so my history goes back right. prior to my time as a, as a staff member. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll never forget one of our first events we had here. It was March of 2006, downtown Raleigh at the Hibernian. Um, and there were a couple of families who came and one mom just started crying. And I and I, I was like, what's going on? And she said, I can't believe all of these people don't know my baby who mm. is in the hospital right now, wow. but they're doing this yeah. for her. Yeah. Um, that's pretty powerful, yeah. right? That's pretty what, what got What got you to volunteer back in 04? I mean, was there a connection or? Fortunately, no. Okay. Fortunately, no, not a personal connection, but I am. Um, so I went to Carolina mm-hmm. for college, and I so was you're a, Tar Heel. I'm a Tar Heel. Okay, you can stay on this podcast then. I'm so allowed to stay, right? Thank yeah, you. if it was Duke or NC State or Wake Forest, you were going to have to go, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We would have said thanks, yeah. but you yeah, got to right. Good. Um, um, I was a psychology major, and of course, I'm sure my parents were thrilled with. Great, what are <laughs> yeah, we going to do uh-huh. with this? Um, and so, like all good psychology majors, I ended up working in insurance, right? Because right. that's just yeah, a natural a transition, progression, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I, I made my way back to the Triangle area, ended up working for a company called the Redwoods Group, which at the time was the largest um, provider of insurance for YMCAs. Okay. Um, hard to insure market, mm -hmm. right? And lo and behold, one of St. Baldrick's founders, John Bender, happened to be our reinsurance broker. Wow. And he was in town negotiating the reinsurance treaty. Mm -hmm. um, really exciting mm -hmm, stuff, mm -hmm. right? Um, and he's from New England or? Uh, New York. New yeah. York, okay. Yeah. And um, I remember he called all of this, like everyone in the Redwoods into their, our conference room. And at this point, St. Baldrick's, you know, the first event was in 2000. So it was not yeah, very old. Yeah, it's still right? getting off the ground. And not an independent foundation yep. at that point either. And he said, um, you know, I appreciate you all supporting this head shaving thing I do called St. Baldrick's. And, you know, you're lucky you have Duke and UNC in your backyard that if you have a kid with cancer, you have someplace yeah. close you yep. can go for treatment. But I don't want your money anymore. Um, they're like, okay. Okay, great. We'll um, he said, I want you to have an event. Hmm. You need to have an event. And I'm not going to get on a plane and go back to New York until somebody says they're going to organize an event. And this was winterish 2003, I believe, right? So uh, my friend Jill Kaufman, now Weinstein at the time, and I said, well, we'll do it. Yeah. Why not? Um, and so we did. We, along with the support of tons of people at the Redwoods Group, helped organize our first event that we had here. And it was a shave event? It was a shave event. We had 19 shavies on March 17th because then right. we determined yeah. it had to be on St. Patrick's right. Day, right? right? Um, at a little pub, WB Yates, that mm -hmm. no longer exists anymore in Chapel Hill. Mm -hmm. And we shaved 19 heads, um, raised a little over $41,000. And, and you were tickled pink. You're like... This tickled is, green. Yeah, okay. There yeah, you go. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, that's a big deal, a big amount of money sure. for your first time. It's huge. And I bet it's gotten bigger, better. There's been well other events around here since then. That was the start of it. Well, Kevin Trapani, who was the CEO of the mm -hmm. Redwoods Group, at shaved, and, and David Hall, who was my boss, and we had some big hitters who, mm -hmm. were, who were shaving. But, yeah, I mean, that kind of started it. Yeah. And then um, we moved to, to Raleigh in 2005 and had an event there. And then um, 2006, we ended up with two events, and then it just has, has grown and grown yeah. and grown. And, um, you know, I don't deserve – the credit for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jill and I helped start it um, with everyone from Redwoods, but don't deserve the credit for that. But you took an important first step, which is part of the reason for this podcast that I, I wanted to have you on is there are people either watching on YouTube, hi, or listening uh, to the podcast or wondering, what can I do? What kind of impact could I make? Y you were You were a yes. You said, yes, I'll, I'll do it. I'll take that first step. And, hey, I don't know what would have happened if you guys hadn't, whether somebody else would have or if it had fizzled or who knows. But it's certainly the, the ripple effect of what you guys were part of. And at Sport Clips, that's what we kind of teach and want to broadcast out to our team and our team members just get involved, do something, you never know the impact that you're going to make. Uh, and that seems to be the case with you. Well, and I'm going to tell you a little story about yeah, how we kind of really blew up in, in 2006. Love, but love I'll, I won't forget that. I'll come back to it in okay. a second. But okay. I think something you said there is really important because when you see a problem that just it seems so difficult, so big, and you look at kids who are sick and you think, God, this is still the number one disease killer of kids in the United States, it's easy to look away. Mm -hmm. It's easy to think that is just too much, yeah. right? 
but um, it's that little by little of the little thing that everyone has the power to do something, mm-hmm. right? Um, at at your stores and stylists and your sports clips team in general, um, take a little bite, yep. and that little bite adds up, mm-hmm. right? Um, I can't carry a tune in the bucket, mm-hmm. and I remember, but you know when you're in elementary school, everybody sings yep. because it's really cute when all the kids sing mm-hmm. off key. Um, but one of the things I remember, the song we used to sing is, you know, little by little by little by big things get done. Mm. And that's what we're doing, right? And, um, you know, in, in 2005, um, I h- happened to be at an event for another cancer-related organization. And, um, and this is prior to your St. Baldrick's. This is prior to working for work, the foundation, yeah, uh-huh. but not prior to my work with St. Baldrick's. Okay. And um, one of the the woman kind of headlining the event or at the event was Sharon Delaney McLeod. All right. At the time, she was one of the main anchors on our, was then the NBC affiliate. Mm-hmm. Um, never met her before in my life. Um, certainly knew who she was. Um, but she had a daughter, Macy, who was diagnosed with AML mm. and was in the middle of treatment. Mm. And I went up to her at that event and I introduced myself and I said, um, you, know, you don't know me from anybody, but this is what a group of us are doing to help fund childhood cancer research. And when and if you are ready, um, I'd love to talk to you. And we'd love to honor Macy. Mm-hmm. And, and Macy, uh, do you know how, remember how old Macy was at the time? Well, or? Macy was diagnosed when she was six months old. Oh, my AML. gosh. Um, and um, she passed away when she was 10 months old. Oh. And, um, you know, not long after Macy's death, um, Sharon and I connected, mm-hmm. and um, she's just a, an amazing person. Yeah. And she's like, "I'm I'm on board. Mm-hmm. What can we do?" And then I shaved my head the next year. I shaved my hair in, head in 2006. Okay. She helped get um, Niall Hanley, who owns a ton of the Hibernian and a ton of other restaurants. Yeah. I happens to obviously be Irish, and You're Sharon's right. got Irish yep. roots. That didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, on board, and that whole team had really helped embrace and and grow all the events here mm-hmm. so really really remarkable so you know often you kind of look back and you think gosh how did that happen but then you see all those those stars and things kind of yeah. align and those connections um so really really grateful for for them and um and really that takes it larger to families who are, who are willing to say share my child's story mm-hmm. um you know you were asking me um a minute ago and I said I'd get back to it, um, kind of like a typical typical day yeah. of what we do. And, you know, we make it very clear when we're talking with families that we fund research. Right? That's what we do. We're a part of the puzzle of, right. of the whole childhood cancer landscape, if you will. And so families know up front when they're coming that they are here to help inspire other people to get involved. Um, that we are not going to be able to help in other capacities, but we can hopefully kind of maybe help navigate you on that journey in other mm-hmm. ways. But um, they get it. They get the need for research. They live it every day um, for those clinical trials, for that, that hope um, that if, you know, you relapse and you think you don't want to hear, there's nothing else we can do. Yeah. Right? Or you are signing that, those mountains of paperwork for the – the poison in a lot of ways mm-hmm. that you're giving your kid mm-hmm. and um that just i can't imagine how overwhelming that must be and to know that they can come and say 
our ultimate goal is to be out of business. Yeah. We want to be able to close those doors. Mm-hmm. You'll get if back in insurance. Of, yeah. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> that remains to be seen, right? Uh-huh. But um, but hopefully I'll have the luxury of, of being able to do yeah. something else from the perspective that we've closed our doors because we've, we've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not there. We've got a heck of a lot of work to do. And that's where we are so grateful to Sport Clips for being our national partner and being a true partner mm-hmm. in this. I mean, you said more than a million dollars, more than 1.1 million. Yeah. Don't shortchange no, right. that okay. point one, I'm not right? a numbers guy. I, but yeah. I know, but that yeah. point yeah. one's important, yeah. right? Um, and to, you know, to, to join us and then to continue and say, we're gonna continue to do this, says a lot about sport clips mm-hmm. in general, your culture as an organization. Um, and, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, to work with Matt Lewis, who yeah, I mentioned the other right. day. Yeah. Um, Gosh, he's been a, a help and go-to for a, over a decade. And Matt Lewis um, is an AD and a team leader yeah. for those that uh, that are listening that might not know who he is in the uh, Raleigh area, but North Carolina. And it's, I think it's kind of fitting as I was driving her today, realizing that we are a stone's throw from where the Carolina yeah. Hurricanes play mm-hmm. hockey. And um, the Hurricanes um, are supported by Sport Clips as well. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing a head shaving event there as well for a decade. Oh, cool. And um, the, you imagine outside the, the arena you've got a stage set up and a dozen chairs typically all sports clips stylists yep, yep. lined up ready to shave shave heads so um our our support and appreciation for sport clips here in the triangle area goes back further than our national partnership yeah, no, as well that's, that's amazing what uh, what are some uh can you share any stories of personal connections with either honored kids honored families uh some of the impacts that you've seen over the years yeah Absolutely. I mean, that's an easy thing to do. It's harder right. to kind of narrow, narrow down yeah. which ones, right? Um, Give me your top three, if you can. Oh, top three. That's asking me to rank. Uh-huh. I don't know about that. Well, uh, let me. Give let, me any three, okay. any, any couple. Okay. Well, let me, let me tell a little, a little side note, and then that'll tie into that. Okay. So that, that I re- think really kind of drives what I hope is our, our goal on the family relations team and yeah, why great. I think it's so important. Um, we were fortunate enough, St. Baldrick's was to partner with Stand Up to Cancer to form the first ever pediatric cancer yeah. dream team. Hmm. Um, and back in 2010, I was able to go to a Stand Up to Cancer show. And um, as I was get, I was at LAX getting ready to fly back to Raleigh. And Stand Up with Cancer, like the comedy? No, the, stand, up, stand Up to Cancer that okay. funds research all Got over. It. So it's it, not it, like a fundraiser from Hollywood stars. Right. Not exa- okay. I mean, the Entertainment Industry Foundation does a lot with okay. stand-up to All cancer. Right. But I, we it, having that, that dream team has just done remarkable things for immunotherapy. So they're like an advocacy group? They're a fun, well, they're What's a fun, the dream team itself? So the, when you, the dream team is what stand-up cancer would fund. Okay. So they say, we're going to put together this dream team. We're going to give you a pot of money, and we want to see results. Gotcha. Right? All right. And they, they've done it in different types of cancers, but with mm-hmm. um, pediatric cancers, we were their partner okay. go-to with that. Got it. So... You're in LA. I'm so. in LA. I'm at LAX. I'm flying home. Okay. And um, I'm just kind of looking around the gate, waiting to board. And um, I see I'm like someone looks kind of familiar. And um, it was Elizabeth Edwards. You know who Elizabeth Edwards was? Who? Yeah, who it was the, a uh, wife of of John Edwards, Edwards running for president, president yeah. based here in Chapel Hill. And she and had she cancer, had breast cancer. Yeah. She mm-hmm. had been at the show, and okay. she was wearing this trench coat kind of thing. And I. I almost didn't recognize her, but I could see kind of through the top of her, like, Sandra Cancer shirt. And yep. she was on the show, briefly. Um, so I went up and I introduced myself and um, told her about St. Baldrick's, what we do, 
um, she asked about my kids, mm -hmm. um, told her about my kids, and she said, what can I do to help? This was September 2010. Um, and she's like, you know, we've got to do something to help. And then we kind of went our separate ways. She was seated closer to the front of the plane than I right, was. Yeah, okay. Just saying. I can imagine. And um, get off the plane um, in Raleigh and walk in. It ended up, sh she was moving slower than I was, and I ended up mm -hmm. walking beside her. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget, she looked at me and she said, keep up the good fight. These mm. kids deserve it. You are doing important work. Wow. Do that and then go home and hug Andrew and hug Ella. Mm -hmm. That's what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Two months later, she was dead. Wow. And the reason I tell that story is because after she died, I, um, I had read some of the stuff she'd written, but I found this quote and I printed it out because I didn't want to do her a disservice yeah. by not saying it correctly. Mm -hmm. But this sums up a lot of, of what I think we do um, with our families, try to do with our families and why it's so important. Um, and side note, she had, heard she had lost a son in a car accident mm -hmm. at the age of 16. So this was something that's kind of top of mind for her. Yeah. She said, if you know someone who has lost a child and you're afraid to mention them because you think you might make them sad by reminding them that they died, they didn't forget they died. You're not reminding them. What you're reminding them of is that you remember that they lived. Mm. And that is a great, great gift. Yeah. I think of that every single day. Yeah. Every day. And so that's kind of my philosophy. Mm -hmm. When you're talking with a family, especially a family whose child has died, first thing I want to do is say that child's name. Mm -hmm. Because we are honoring their life and if a family of a child who has died or been through the horrors of cancer treatments is entrusting the St. Baldrick's Foundation with their story then we owe them to get it right yeah to do right by them mm -hmm. and um, so that's kind of a, a guiding philosophy for me and what I try to share with others too if I have the opportunity to do cancer does not define these kids mm -hmm. it's not who they are it's a part of their story. It's a part of their journey, but it's not who they, who they are. Yeah. It will forever be part of who they are. But um, what, what these kids want to be able to do is just to be kids, right? right? Um, and that's what St. Baldrick's is existing to do. We can't keep them from getting cancer. But what we wanna do is get the money in the hands of the brilliant researchers who are gonna find those better treatments, those less toxic treatments, so they have less long-term side effects, um, and those cures. Yeah. And, you know, I get to, as I said, we have over about almost 6,000 honor kids and families. Um, I have the privilege of working with our ambassadors. Typically, we have five ambassadors a okay. year. What's an ambassador? So ambassadors are usually, um, Families that stories that we highlight more throughout the year. Okay. That we you know pitch their stories more to national media. That we are um, following them throughout the calendar year of of what's going on in their lives and really Providing having updates. people have a face. Yeah. A, a kind the, of more the, of a face. Then they've agreed to hey give, give kind of give more access and more information to you and keep you in yeah. the loop more. And, okay. and they're and they're willing to do that. Yeah. Obviously, right? Um. So. Justin Miller was a, a kid from Colorado who was one of our ambassadors, and Justin fancied himself quite the celebrity, and he was. Mm -hmm. Justin was involved with St. Baldrick's for many, many years before okay. he became an ambassador. And then, um, but he passed away in 2014. He fought neuroblastoma on mm -hmm. and off for eight years. Mm -hmm. um, and he was just one of these kids that 
didn't remember not having mm. cancer. Yeah. Right? And it was always something. Yeah. It was always one fight after another. Um, but, you know, Lori, his mom would say, we always had hope, we always had research. We always needed the research to say just ahead of yeah. Justin. Yeah. Um, eventually that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but Justin called me his agent. I was Agent Jane. Okay. Um, and it's like, you know, what's my next show, Jane? Mm -hmm. What's my next thing that I'm going to do? Because uh, um, you're gigging him. You're, you're was, booking all these gigs for him these gigs to go for speak. Him. And yeah. It, he was like a star. He, well, he was yeah. a star. Yeah, I believe it. You know, he really was. Um, and he, I, I was in Washington, D.C. just a few weeks ago, and we were there for an an, an advocacy event and a, um, a head shaving event. And we do these things called faces of childhood cancer where, yeah. um, you know, it's just eight and a half, 11 sheet of paper with a photo, a couple of photos and, and different, um, bio information. And we did one on, on Justin and I snapped a photo and texted his mom. And I said, once an agent, always an agent, mm -hmm. you know, he's here representing Sweet. today, um, yeah. as always. And, um, that's, uh, he was, he was just such a remarkable kid and had such an impact on so many people um, and still does. I, uh, I had the opportunity to interview Scott. Uh, he's a 10-year-old, getting ready to be 11, uh, and he uh, seemed to light up when he began to speak about childhood cancer and the research that's needed. In fact, at the end of the podcast, his interview, I say, hey, do you have anything else that you want to add? And I, th I was expecting him to, we, I had all this root beer for him, you know, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> I expected him to be, and it was, he had a statement, kind of a, a mission statement that he wanted to say about the importance of, of uh, doing whatever you can, whatever it takes, even if it's a dollar, that kind of stuff. And um, I was just so blown away by his poise and the fact that he was he's willing I think a lot of cancer uh, survivors uh, and, and people going through cancer feel like they have a mission to give back and to make sure that everything is done that can be done to stop it to stop yeah. cancer and uh, sounds like Justin was wired the same way and uh, and, and some of these uh, other ambassadors and honored kids uh, that you've come across. Yeah, well, Caroline Richards is another example. She was a 2015 ambassador and who uh, died just a few days into her in mm. ambassador tenure, yeah. osteosarcoma. And I was on the phone with her, I guess it was December, and um, before she passed away in January 2015. And, you know, what were we talking about? Her hedgehog. Mm -hmm. Herbert the hedgehog, right? right? She, all she wanted was the hedgehog. Yeah. And just a um, kid, just a kid. Yeah. Right. I mean, she's 12. I would, my son just turned 12, mm. you know, that's a different sort of perspective yeah. there for sure. Um, but it's, um, I've just met some just remarkable, remarkable people that are like family as a result of getting to do what I do. Every yeah. Day. I, uh, I, I just mentioned Scott, the, the importance of funding. So my, my brother had the same exact type of leukemia that Scott uh, had been diagnosed with. At the same time, my brother was three, Scott was three when he was diagnosed. And my, my uh, Ryan, my brother, uh, was in the 80s. Mm -hmm. So there just wasn't, wasn't, weren't many options for him. Right. Whereas Scott, now these 30-some years later, 
He had a head full of hair. He's 10 years old. He's been out of treatment for four years. Uh, he's the, I, I called him the after picture. You know, yeah. my brother was the before. And for me, just a, such a great reminder of uh, what can be done. It won't be done overnight. Right. But the funding that has gone towards uh, the research and the, the, the way it's paying off for many of these kids now uh, is well, tremendous. I think that's a really important thing to, to mention because you certainly don't want to negate any of the progress and stuff that's been yep. made. Um, it's important to realize when you're talking about a lot of stuff has happened in you know acute lymphoblastic leukemia, yep. but when you're talking about childhood cancer, you're not talking about a singular disease. Exactly. Childhood cancers is plural. Yep. Um, it's easier to kind of lump it into into mm -hmm. one in some senses um, when you're kind of big picture discussing. But you know, 12 main types of childhood cancers, dozens of subtypes within them, some that have no cure today. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and many that don't have the cure rate or success rate of um, certain types of leukemias. Um, so we want to celebrate that and we want to highlight that. We want to show, as you do, the, the important how, how progress has been made. At the same token, you know, understanding and stressing the importance of we got a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, how, uh, wh what have you seen in your, speaking of time, in your thir uh, 13 years almost at St. Baldrick's? Yeah, I mean, fif um, 15 if you count. Yeah, you count the, that, the volunteer, that volunteer couple time, years. Right? Yeah. Um, what, are, what are some of the big changes that you've seen, whether it's in cancer research, whether it's in the foundation itself? I mean, obviously it doesn't look like it looked 13 years ago, 15 years ago. Well, everyone was working um, from their home back then. Yeah, I'm still okay. working from home. Okay. You know, that's, um, that's a great thing. But everyone was working from home, and there wasn't an office right. um, to there go to. There wasn't a headquarters. There was, uh, not, yeah. a, there was not a headquarters. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, so that certainly transition has changed. We've moved offices a few times. Certainly, a lot more, a lot more folks, a lot more teams and departments. When you're you got seven people, you all do a little bit of yeah, everything. Yep. You know. Yeah, I work for a marketing department. That sounds a lot like that. So yeah. you're 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 um, you're all doing extra duty. So. So so certainly having you know, kind of growing up a little bit. Yep. You know, growing up and starting to kind of find formulate those different teams and different things that outreach head shaving certainly still remains the the bread and butter of st mm -hmm. baldrick's um but there are many other ways people to to get involved and teams that kind of help facilitate that teams that work with different um, participants directly not just with our volunteer event organizers our veos yeah um so that certainly has changed um you know the the rise of the immunotherapy i think that's such a buzzword in the cancer world but mm -hmm. um D development of, of that to really, um, for relapsed neuroblastoma, not, not neuroblastoma, for relapsed um, kids with leukemias, yep. um, especially to be able to have this, harness the, the body's immune system to then um, fight the cancer is amazing. And mm -hmm. that's something that has really made a difference. We had um, an ambassador just a couple of years ago, Zach Swart, who was treated on a, um, a trial that St. Baldrick's helped fund. Hmm. Um, and he is now just turned 18. Oh, he, great. They, he went through. Um, I was bracing two, myself. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what two, happened? Two, no, great. Zach is doing amazing. Great. He, um, but he relapsed twice mm. with leukemia, mm -hmm. um, ALL. And just, it just kept coming back. Called yeah. it the beast and yep. it was a beast yep. and it kept coming back. And, and now he is, uh, He's doing great. Mm. He just graduated from Amazing. high school. Uh, he's going off to college. He probably, I think he's moving in, might might be this weekend that he's moving in. Oh, and, tremendous. Um, you know, he's able to fish again. 
Um, he's taking his childhood back yeah. as a young adult. As a, so, as a young adult, yeah, no, and he's doing great. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I one question I always think when I sit down with somebody that works for St. Baldrick's is, um, how do you? Uh, there's loss that happens in a lot of the relationships that sure. you guys have formed. So how how do you guys cope? How do you guys get through knowing this is part? It's, it's saying part of the job. It's does is it's giving it a disservice to it because it's part of your life. Right. So how do you how do you brace yourself? for knowing at any moment, you know, you could get a phone call and it's an ambassador or an honored kid or somebody. You're just, you try to come practice every day from a place of being grateful for what you got. Um, grateful for those, yeah. um, for me, grateful that I have two healthy kids yeah. and yep. knock on whatever that that will continue. Um, I think you honor those who have died by continuing oh, I like to that. live. Yeah and continuing to do all that you can to mm -hmm. make sure people don't forget them, but that more importantly, that you are, you are continuing to contribute to all of those great things, the yeah. cures, the less toxic treatments. Listen, I do not have a scientific mind. As you can tell, I can't remember certain <laughs> dates and certain things, um, but I remember people, Yeah. right? And that's what it's is really really important um i cannot you're not going to St. Baldrick's is not going to fund me to go into a lab mm -hmm. that would be a very poor yeah, decision yeah. um but i can do something to help fund those people that are doing that every day and that's a calling for them i believe i truly yep. believe you're going to be a pediatric oncologist um, a, a researcher in this field um it's a small small community overall when you're looking at um, kind of the research yep. landscape and the medical landscape as a whole, um, you know, can't forget everything that they do every single yeah, day. Yeah, well, I think, and I think there's a calling for every single person that's in St. Uh, Baldrick's um, to do what you guys do. One, one of the things, as I, as I wrap this down, uh, when you were mentioning Elizabeth Edwards' quote, uh, and then my own family history sure. with uh, burying my brother, Ryan, um, so my parents live in the same town we live in, and I have two girls, and I have a son, and my son is Ryan, Michael Jordan, named after my brother, and he is the only, my sister has three girls, I have two girls and a boy, he is, the, can you believe it, the only son uh, that I, only grandson my parents have, and just happens to be named after their son that they buried, so if you don't think he's the most spoiled kid you've ever met by his grandparents, who get to call him the name yeah. of their own son, uh, you're right. That is something me, special. It gives me goosebumps. Um, it really does. It does. It gives yeah, me goosebumps. That is and something special. So yeah. uh, so being able to, to talk to parents that are grieving, but being able to bring up the memory of their kid, uh, their son or daughter that passed, it's nothing to, uh, to be ashamed about or walk on eggshells around. Make sure that you honor that memory. I think that's a great lesson from uh, from the podcast today. Thank you. Uh, thank you for all the work you're doing. Uh, not just for pleasure. carving out time for me today uh, in a um, hotel conference room in the Cary, North Carolina area, but but yeah, for everything that you you and your your team are doing. Um, keep it up. 
keep up the good work. If you do, if you keep it up, we'll keep it up on our side. So we'll hold you to uh, it. Yeah. All right. So oh that's shoot, a, that's I just, a deal. Uh, right. I think I you just I, did. I, 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 yeah, You're no. gonna edit that out. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll keep it. <laughs> You'll um, keep it. If you guys are, if you guys keep going, I'm sure we will too. And well, uh, we appreciate the partnership. There's no choice. Yeah, got to keep. That's going. right. But hey, we're trying to get you out of a job. Right. Well, so, that's we got this job at least. That's right. So, we got to We got to keep going. Uh, so we're, we're, we're going to do that. It. So thank you so much for your time today. Uh, thank you everybody for listening, and uh, don't forget September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. I get that right. I was going to mention that okay. it is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. So uh, do whatever it takes to to make a little bit more effort to fundraise, raise awareness, braid the shave events. There's a lot going on right now. There are going to be a lot of opportunities and sports clips to, yep. to get involved, and we um, really appreciate it. Yep. Well, it's our pleasure having you on, so thank you for joining us. Thank and, you, And uh, tune in next week for another uh, episode. Thanks, everybody.